nobody knows you like you know you. And the only way to heal, to figure out what you want to do with your life, to figure out anything is to go within. Dear Midlife, I'm Trinity. And I'm Shelby. And we think we're pretty fierce. Flawed. Beautiful. Authentic. Funny and adventurous women who are trying our damnedest to kick ass in midlife. But I gotta tell you, midlife, you make it hard sometimes. You push us out of our comfort zones with big life challenges, like parenting teens. Rogue chin hairs. Divorce. Wrinkles. And trying to figure out what the hell we actually wanna be when we grow up. So we're taking a stand, midlife. You're strong. And we are stronger, but we ain't going it alone. And neither should any of you out there. So you, yes, you join us because we are better together. We've created this podcast for you, for me, and for all of us as a guide to transform our midlives. We are a tribe of strong and successful women who have given so much to our families, to our jobs, to our communities. And now we want to reclaim our lives and live our lives out loud without apology. So if this is you and you're feeling a little stuck or tired or confused, or maybe even a little defeated, but somewhere deep inside of you, you have a fire in your belly to be more or do more, join us. Because in this podcast, you will find a weekly dose of real talk with expert advice, best practices, and actionable tips for living stronger, healthier, more financially vibrant midlives with better relationships with your significant others, your children, and best of all, yourself. Our time together will be raw, authentic, and it will shift your mindset and your heart set. It might slap you in the face and it will be the kick in the ass that we all need to break through fear and embrace all of the possibilities of life in the middle. So if you're a mom. Or if you're not. Or if you're single, married, fed up, heartbroken, in love, working two damn jobs, building your career, winding down into retirement, caring for aging parents, an empty nester, or all of the above, this podcast is for you. And it was created to help all of us find the community, tools, and mindset we need to not just survive, but thrive in midlife, minus the crisis. So we hope you'll all lean in and make the most of this experience together. Because the more that you engage with us, the more you will get out of this experience and the more we can all change our lives together. So subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, join our Facebook community of practice and start living this beautiful, messy midlife out loud. Can you recall a situation from your childhood that's had a lingering impact on your life even today? The trauma could be something big. Perhaps you were verbally, mentally, or physically abused by a trusted family member. Or maybe the trauma seemed relatively small at the time. Maybe you once got lost riding your bike and feared you might not ever find your way home. The truth is that these traumas form talk tracks in our brain and continue to underpin our behaviors in ways that we may not even genuinely understand. As an adult, you might start to recognize, question, and unpack some of these triggers that cause us to behave in a certain way. And that's exactly where Krista Biglin was a couple of years ago. 
She's a wife, a mother of three, a nurse, and now a sex and relationship coach. She, at the time, had suffered a number of physical ailments and setbacks and was simultaneously attempting to heal her broken marriage when she enrolled in her sex and relationship coaching course. Little did she realize that her journey to heal her marriage would cause her to first learn how to heal herself. You know, as women, we often dismiss our signs and symptoms and trudge on with life, intent on taking care of everyone else and putting our own personal health on the back burner. Well, Krista's here to help us understand the importance of listening to our own minds and bodies and how to put that proverbial oxygen mask on ourselves first. And when we start listening, how to uncover and heal our past traumas so that we can start living fuller, more meaningful lives. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Krista Biglin. Welcome, dear Midlife Podcast. Today we have Krista Biglin, and she is here today to speak with us about the topic of healing, whether that is healing from a global pandemic, whether it's healing from childhood trauma. We are here to talk about it all today. So welcome, Krista. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. We are excited to talk to you today and just wanted to again, talk about the topic of healing. And I know that you've done a lot of healing yourself over the course of the last few years. And we would love it if you would start by sharing a little bit of your journey with us and kind of the healing that you've gone through. Sure. I can share that for sure. So I'll take you back to about 2018. (laughs) Feels like a long time ago now, but I'm married, was in my marriage then as well. Um, things were not going so well. We had our third child, you know, a few years prior and it was chaotic and we weren't connecting. Mm. So I was kind of in the mindset of we're going to heal this marriage or it's going to be done. So we were both on board to heal it. I just happened to come across this course, sex, love and relationship course. So I took this course, this very uh, intensive course. What I didn't know when I got into it is that the first half, the first six months of the course was learning all about ourselves. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. I kind of dived in with not a lot of knowledge, <laughs> like 15 grand. <laughs> was, oh yeah. You should have worth... done a little bit of research ahead of time for $15,000. <laughs> I wanted to save the marriage. Okay. <laughs> it was worth every penny. You're here today. Yeah. yeah. It started me on a journey of recognizing some patterns that I have and healing myself. I had no idea I was getting into that. Mm. It's actually very sexuality-based coaching. So I was like healing myself and our relationship in this entire bubble all in one. So I'm loving this class. In the meantime, I'm working as a nurse and I'm at my job and it is a great job. There was something in me that was just not completely happy. So I'm plugging away hardcore at the course, trying to get it done on time, still working, still raising kids, still trying to help the marriage. And I'm at my job. I start early in the morning at seven o'clock. I'm sitting there. It was winter time. It was still really dark out. It was cold outside. I suddenly get this wave over me. And I was like, oh my God, like, do I have the flu? What's wrong with me? Next thing I know, I completely black out at my desk. I, yeah. And then it was like someone just kind of clicked the lights on, clicked the lights off, you know, and I, I woke up 
and my heart was pounding like I've never felt before. It literally felt like it was coming out of my chest. I did not feel well. My brain was not working right. I was one of the only people in the office at that time. I worked for a long-term care company and I worked in their office as a nurse. And I found somebody who happened to be new. <laughs> and I was oh, like, no. I'm, not, I'm not well. I can't go home. I can't drive. Something's wrong. Something's not right. And I'm starting to panic. Drives me to the hospital. They do all the tests. All the tests come back normal. Mm. But for two years after that, my brain was not well. It was just not right. And I could not figure out what was going on with my brain. Mm. So I did take a bit of time off work. And in that time, I started to feel that feeling that kept nagging at me that something wasn't right, something wasn't right, kind of quiet. It started to get quieter. So in this time, you know, I start to feel better. You have to eventually go back to work. So I go back to work. That voice starts speaking up to me again. Wow. So then the pandemic starts. <laughs> so the pandemic starts. I'm still working and still trying to do the coaching stuff on the side. I'd finished the class, but I wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And in that time, like talk about when the universe gives you a sign. I am probably one of the most stubborn people I know. And I literally ignored every sign the universe was delivering me. So the blackout at the desk, then I injured my entire right side of my body, like sitting in a desk job. <laughs> like I shouldn't oh, have injured that. myself. Right. I don't know. No, I don't I know how I just was like, my neck hurts, my arm, I can't use my arm, I can't write anymore, I can't type. Like, I was like, <laughs> the universe seriously. is out there playing games. Like, yeah. make her black out, freeze the side of her body. Yeah. When is she gonna get this? When is she gonna get this? Listen. Right. Well, this is what we women do. We just yeah. keep our heads down and go, keep go, going. go. Just keep, just keep hobbling, honey. We'll get we there. Have, exactly we don't have the time. It. We ain't got time to stop for this stuff. And that's exactly it. It was push, 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 wow. and ignore, ignore, ignore whatever my body was telling me. So then I went off work again. The sounds quieted again, went back to work, you know, the sound starts speaking again. So Isn't I, that crazy, it's how crazy. Your in the inner voice will tell you. Yes. Yes. That you have to listen to it. So what happened is with the pandemic stress and the work, like workload was unbelievable as I'm sure many people have experienced over this time. And me just having this nagging feeling that something's not right. I'm, you know, you, I, I felt so guilty. I had a good job. I love the people I work with there. They were flexible. Like there was nothing wrong with the job, but my soul was calling me and it was just not happy. And honestly, I got a message that if I don't start listening, the Mack truck is coming yeah. <laughs> for me. So I, I was like, okay, I hear you. I'm listening this time. I don't want to be off with another injury. I quit my job at the end of the summer of August and went off. And it was like, oh, after a while, and I, I mean, it took a while. It doesn't just happen the next day. You kind of wake up and you're like, woohoo, the soul's happy. Everything's good. You know, we're life's fine. We can go find another job or do whatever it is your right. heart's calling you to do. It takes time. In that time, I had to learn how to rest. 
I had to learn to slow down and listen to what it is I wanted to do. And that's when I was called to start podcasting. And I was also called to really start healing myself. Mm. And by that, it's like we have multiple voices and, you know, energies inside of us. So I'm listening to the soul that I'm I'm unhappy at my job, but now I'm having this sense of like deep sadness that I just can't seem to kick. And I was like, why am I so sad? Like what is going on? And it's not the sadness that I wouldn't go out for dinner with friends or go for a walk with somebody. I can still do those things. It's just this sadness that sat within me that I just couldn't place. And it was there all the time present. Yeah. It was like this presence. So I started seeing a psychologist who was recommended by a friend who happened to be, who happens to be very good with energetic type and somatic type work, as well Mm -hmm. as, you know, cognitive behavioral and, you know, PTSD type work and stuff. She's amazing. So We're sitting there and we're talking and I'm frustrated because I was like, I've been working on myself for all this time. And I'm still like, I feel sad and I'm unhappy and I don't have a job now. And I feel lost (laughs) and like, what is going on? And like, who's not so tired of COVID right now? Like I was just sort of having everything. So giving you everything right now. Yeah. I'm laying it out. And so we're sitting there and we're talking and she gets me to close my eyes and you have to go inward. The only way to heal anything that's going on with you is to go inward. I believe Mm. you, we often as women, we look outward or we ask our friends or we ask the internet, like, here's my signs and symptoms. What should I do? And, you know, we ask, or maybe you have a good relationship with your parents. You ask your parents, your husband, boyfriend, whatever. They don't know. Nobody knows you like, you know, you, yeah. And the only way to heal, to figure out what you want to do with your life, to figure out anything is to go within and listen kind of at your heart center, which is basically at your heart, but the whole front area of your chest, like encompassing solar plexus area too, right? So I'm sitting there and I've got my eyes closed and we're talking and I just see, and it's not that I see my inner child. It's like you feel her, but you see her and she's projected out in front of you in your heart center. It doesn't come from your mind. It comes from within. And it's very powerful. So I see her at a certain age. You know, she's probably six to eight years old. And I remember, I remember I had this pink sweatsuit that I wore and she was in her pink sweatsuit. We all and, have those favorite yeah. outfits, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I saw her and she was crying. <sighs> and so I cried and I just sat there for the entire hour. Actually, I stayed an extra half an hour because I was crying so hard. She offered me to stay longer. <laughs> it was like, um, cancel my next session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this girl needs some help. We can't, so, we can't move her yet. <laughs> yeah, but she's not going anywhere. So I cried and I literally just released so much. And in those tears, you don't, 
you don't always know what you're sad about, but it's like the energy of whatever has made you sad in your life has been caught in your body. Mm. And you just need to move that energy. And crying is one way to move that energy. And I, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, sorry, I'm crying and they feel bad, but we shouldn't feel bad for expressing an emotion. You know, Thank it's you. just, yeah, it's just I'm a, a crier. I'm crying too. right now. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I was trying to ignore her tears. <laughs> but yes, crying yeah. is a good thing is what I hear you saying. Yes. And many of us are very sensitive people, right? It's not a bad thing either. We're just so much more attuned to other people, to the world. We feel emotions a lot more than other people. So I'm crying. I'm letting all this stuff out. I see, I connect with my inner child. She's there. She's sad. You don't say it. You don't have to say it out loud, but you internally just speak to her. And I ask her like, what is it that you need? And she just wanted to feel loved. Mm. Yeah. She was like needed to feel seen and she needed to feel loved. And so what you do is you look for another part of you internally. And so a lot of people will often have like an internal mother figure. Well, I didn't have an internal mother figure that I could find or connect to. So I literally, it was myself. So I, as myself now would visualize kind of see in the heart center. It's kind of confusing. I know, um, myself, I just sat on the floor with her and I picked her up and I held her close and I told her I loved her and I like stroked her hair and I looked at her in the eyes and was like, you are loved. You are worthy. You are cared for. And I'm just going to hold you forever. Mm -hmm. So I held her for the entire rest of the session for the entire next few days I put a blanket on her and I just sat energetically and I say floor, but really all I see is kind of blackness with me and her in it. And it's like a theater production kind of, Mm. and I'm holding her. And so then three days, I think went by and I kept checking in with her every day. You know, I'm at home, I'm doing my thing and I would stop, take a moment and I would just take a few deep breaths, close my eyes. And I would check in with her and there she was in my arms. And I was like, how are you doing? She's like, good. I want to go play. And so you kind of create in your mind's eye, your heart center, this, she's like a wild child. She loves horses. She's off playing in obstacle courses and riding horses within me in this space that I hold for her. She goes off playing I have healed something in her. My sadness is gone. Wow. It's gone. I don't feel it anymore. It's like, I don't, yeah, I don't have this constant, like heavy sadness sitting kind of around my heart and my chest that I couldn't figure out what I needed to do was heal some inner childhood wound. Mm. And I don't know necessarily what that wound is. But whatever happened at that time in my life, I didn't get what I needed, probably from my parents who did their best they could. But like any good parent, they don't always meet the needs of a kid, even when you're trying to do your best. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we are responsible to meet our own needs. I can't go ask my parents to provide me with extra love right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, you missed something, you screwed up and now you need to love me extra and hold me <laughs> right. for the next exactly. three days. It work that way. It work that way. And they're not responsible for it anymore. We're responsible for ourselves. And that is how that happened for me. And literally that sadness has lifted. It's, it's been amazing. There was a few days where I was kind of like, well, what's going to be in the place of that sadness now? I right. like, it right. feels kind of empty in There's there. What am I going to, yeah. What am I going to fill it with? So I've been meditating and I just bought a journal, I'm not a huge journaler, but everyone says it's the thing to do. So I'm going to start journaling Good and yeah, I'm trying to fill it with love and gratitude, because those are higher vibration emotions that bring us to a level of living more high vibration, which feels so amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And life, life is so hard right now, right? Like people are struggling. It is friggin' tough. People are suffering. I think you know, everybody is going through something right now and we're all kind of walking a fine line of depression and it's a choice. You do have a choice on how you want to feel. Yeah. Now, having said that, that sadness was with me. I could choose to feel happy, but when I got home at the end of the end of the day, the sadness was still there. Mm. Right. So yeah. we got to do the work. You've got to do the work to elevate yourself to higher vibration living. You know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God. And you, we repeat these patterns that we habitually do every day. And if you, every day. And if we don't bring awareness to our patterns, to our lifestyle, to what's making us unhappy, even to what's bringing you joy and to switch and say like, how do I want to be? How do I want to show up? I'm tired of living on autopilot. I got to yeah. do something. Yeah. It's kind of like a big journey wrapped up into a neat little package there. But having done all of that was eye-opening. It's eye-opening. And honestly, I, I know the universe is testing me again because my work has asked if I will come in for because ah. I went casual. I said I left, but right. they usually don't have much for people, but I went casual and thought they won't need me for a long time. <laughs> now they're like, can you oh, in and pick up some shifts? And I was like, seriously, universe, is this a test? How do I know if it's right. a test or if I can just grab a few shifts to keep my nursing yeah. license? Cause you have to accrue hours and stuff, but yeah. You got to go in and figure that yeah. out. Right. I got to go wow. in and ask the questions, but it's hard because the brain the ego wants to take over and wants to answer for you. So it's really about getting quiet and just listening. For some of us, that's really difficult. So I know I always find that to be a, a, an enormous challenge for me. I'm more of a check my gut and I get the instant gut check and I move versus the sit down, get quiet and really go inside. You know, I'm like, Instagut, what you got? Move, got it. You know, so I'm, we keep it, we keep it on the move. We keep it flying. And she's checking in with me on the way. I'm like, you got it? She's like, I got it. I'm like, good. 
And I know I need to sit my ass down somewhere and get quiet and learn how to listen. But I swear to God, every time I fall asleep, number one, every time I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) meditate. And I'm out like a light. You started this part of your journey with going back to your, your little girl, right? Your inner little girl while you were in counseling. Do you feel like that is necessary? Do you feel like it is necessary to embark on this journey in counseling or are there things that women can do to start to heal that little girl on their own without having to go through counseling? If so, what, what might be some practical steps that could get us started? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, the reason I like the counseling or a coach you know, someone can guide me versus me sitting there and going, getting caught in my head. Yeah. It's really powerful to have somebody else that you trust hold space for you. Mm. And when they're holding that space, it's almost like they're holding the energy. And so if they're holding the energy, it helps keep you in the place of where you need to be. Whereas if I'm on my own, and I'm trying to even meditate or trying to, you know, do anything. I, I very, it is so hard for me to, I go into my mind. I'm thinking about all the million things you got to do yeah. and the groceries, the kids, like whatever, all of it. It takes practice. It truly takes practice and checking in. If you can connect with your inner child, like I did it walking around the house. Like it's just. Sure. Take a second, find her within you and connect with her. Ask her what she needs. How are you doing today? I mean, how do you get her to show up? Like, yeah, where, where is she in there? How do I find her? Is there a little girl? Like, are there special things that you can say? How, how, how do you make her appear? It's more of an energetic type of work. So it's kind of what people, many people would classify as like woo woo. Yeah. I like woo woo. Yeah, I do too. It's, I was, had no clue about woo woo till I started that coaching thing. And I was like, what kind of world is this? What are these people doing? (laughs) Honestly, it's just, you should try it right now. You just sit still, put your feet flat on the floor, close your eyes, take a deep breath, slow it right down. And inside of you is your inner child. At some age, you can call up this little girl that is very much still a part of you. And if you have trouble, just take a deep breath and don't get in your head by like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Or how long is this going to take? Or, you know, let all the thoughts just kind of go. Just let them flow by. Don't take them in and go down a rabbit hole with them. Tell me what you're feeling or seeing. I see blackness. Um, Yeah. I'm struggling with feeling that connection to heart and center. That's okay. So in that blackness, can you walk around in there? Yeah. Look around. And if you've never done this work before, it will take some time to bring it, to bring light to it. 
I feel scared. Is that normal? Yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of unknown for you. And just know that you are safe. And at any moment, you can open your eyes. And you can take a deep breath and kind of just feel. And a lot of people will even just have emotion right there before they even connect to anything. And that's okay. Yeah, I think that's what I was feeling, a little bit of that yeah. emotion. Yeah, and, and just letting that come up and moving that will help you to get to connecting to her. And, you know, not to overwhelm you, but there's a lot of other things going on in there. There's not just an inner child. You might have like... <laughs> You might have an inner scholar, an inner warrior. You will have, you might have like a man living in there. Like you might have. Where, where are you at, boo? <laughs> no, show that where kind of man. Your face? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I want to see you. Exactly. Oh yeah, I totally was about to start crying and then I swallowed all of that yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard. We're, you know, here on a podcast podcasting. So, but for Mm -hmm. sure, I think this is such profound work. There is a book that was written called the anatomy of the spirit by a woman named Caroline miss that I highly recommend that really touches on in a very detailed and explanatory way, how some of these traumas in our lives can actually really, Mm. I think, as you said, Krista, live inside your body. They can cause you actual physical ailment. Yes. Yes. Um, And you know, the other thing that I found interesting is that trauma, I think we feel like trauma in our lives is something so big, Yes. like the death of a loved one, uh, being in war. You know, I was in a bad marriage. Those we think of as traumas, but a trauma can be something as small as when you're a child in a shopping mall and grab somebody's hand and look up thinking it was your mother. And it in fact is a complete stranger. And that inner fear and terror that you feel in those moments and seconds until you see your mother appear around the corner and know that you're safe. Those little things can create traumas in our lives as well. That feeling of insecurity, that feeling of desperation, all of those things can even have impact on us. And we don't realize how much we just pack inside and keep shoving down until you have some of those experiences like you have in the night. I jokingly said that we women don't pay attention to those symptoms, but we don't. Yeah. And it took you passing out at work and, you know, some other significant challenges for you really to stop and listen. And, you know, I think for myself, I need to be more in tune to what are those messages and be more willing to stop because it can be transformative. You know, I think that's the payoff for me in making sure I find time to be still with myself and to face those interferences. Because I think to Trinity's point, it's hard. You start to feel the emotion. You don't yeah. necessarily want to go there because it's scary, yeah. but there is reward in it. So tell us a little bit about what the payoff has been for you in your yeah. relationships, in your life. I think first and foremost, you had asked a question before. I think the reason it's important to have a professional holding space for you is because like you said, when you do have the trauma, you have someone guiding you through it. 
who knows what to expect and who can hold that space for you. And I mean, once you've done it, you can do it more on your own and you feel safe and you feel like it's a place you know are familiar with and you know what to expect. So that I think it's important to have someone guide you. Second, how do I live differently? Well, it's it's given me this huge amount of awareness in myself and others, and it makes you evaluate things differently. You know, some things that were big deals before are not that much of a big deal anymore. Mm. How do I want to show up today? I want to live from my heart. I want to live from a place of gratitude, of joy, not of ego and anger and resentment, you know, and hanging on to things. It's like literally a family trait of ours to hold on to anger and resent things. So for me to let those things go is another process of work, but it just puts you in a different space in your, in your world, in your life. It opens you up to new relationships that, you know, when people are vibrating at higher levels, it opens you up to them before. If I'm living in anger and misery and hating my job and hating my life and pissed off at the world, if that opens you up to a different group of people, yeah. who do you want to attract? How do you want to be? Well, for me, I have experienced a higher vibration and it is a beautiful place to live. It's a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful spot to be in. I want to be there. Am I there every single day? No, because it's, I'm still working. And I don't know that we'll ever be done working, but it's part of the process. And yes, feeling the emotions and shoving them back down is something I did beautifully my entire life. It's just how so good at that, aren't we? Yeah. Like I'm professional. If that was a job, I should be you know, making right. a lot of money at right. that. Professional right. emotion stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what us women are. I think and we're programmed women are taught to do. And actually even men to be yeah. fair are really. Oh, is- for sure. Yeah. And yeah. And our poor men too, they are, they're, you know, man up and men don't cry and right. they're, strugg- they're struggling just as much as the women are and they need support too. And it's about getting in. I think it's Brene Brown that talks about kind of getting in the ring and doing the yeah. fight and mm. other people can't judge your fight until they get in the ring. Yes. It does suck. There are some days that just suck. You've cried your eyes out. That's exhausting. Yeah. It's so exhausting, but it's better for me to deal with that and feel better a few days later than to just numb out on Netflix or food or, you know, scrolling through social media. It's better for me to get in the boxing ring than to just be numb. So have you begun to guide others through this practice? I have done some coaching. Yeah. And guiding people through the practice of kind of healing themselves. It was, um, maybe that's where the universe wants you to go instead of back to work. Yeah. Maybe I could be your first real client. I love it. I love the energetic work. It is so powerful for people and it's amazing to see the transformation in them. And when they are like, I had one gal like, Oh my God, I see myself. And she just bursted out in tears. It was just very healing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing to do for yourself. Yes. Yeah. But we need help. Oh, well, yeah, I we do. do. I, I say we, we all do. We all do. 
Yeah, we'll do. And I me in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the interesting thing is, though, and of course, I'm still choked up. I know. I'm with always. You. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think we need to. We need to help ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And no one's going to do it for us. And you can look for, like, I was always looking to my husband to like, you know, try and make me feel happy or loved in some way. All the things my inner child actually wanted. Mm. I was looking at him, not, not consciously. It was all unconscious that I was looking at him to heal those things in me. Yeah. And then I had the realization, like, what, how can I expect him to heal my you know, inner child and childhood wounds and all that stuff. That's not the reason I'm with him. I know psychologically speaking, many psychologists will say we choose partners, you know, that reflect kind of our parents in a way. And we go on the path of trying to heal ourselves. And if you don't choose to heal, you don't evolve in your relationship. Well, I decided not to let him be a part of my, well, that's not true. He was very much a part of my healing in the sense that if I was sad or needed to cry, he would just hold me. Uh, he didn't, he didn't need to say anything. There were no words. He just would hold me. And I would just let that energy out. I'm like crying and crying and crying, but I can tell you the tears eventually become less and less and they start to slow down and you have an awareness like, Oh, that's actually really triggering for me. I want to yell at my husband, but that's not what I'm pissed off about. I'm actually upset because, oh, the inner child is flared up and needs a hug. You know, mm. like you have this different awareness of how things are moving in your life, in relationship within yourself. Interesting. Mm. But it is so hard for us as humans, and perhaps it's part of the human condition to actually embrace feeling the feelings. Yes. Yeah. This is a funny story. I told Trinity, I went on a date a couple of weeks ago and I was on this date and we were having this conversation and it comes to light that this guy's actually in a committed relationship with another woman. And I'm like, uh, help me understand why you're actually on a date with me when you're in a committed relationship with another woman. And his answer was because I don't like to be alone. I'm afraid to be alone. I don't like the feeling of being alone, but I also don't like this other woman. So I'm trying to find somebody else. Trying to find his next boo thing. He's yeah, trying to find his next boo thing. So he can let go of this other woman without having to feel yeah. the feelings of actually being alone. It is and just blows my mind. The extremes that we'll go to, yeah. to yeah. avoid feeling the feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the interesting thing is he's even aware of it. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. aware of it, but won't do the work to heal it. That's crazy. It, yeah. Well, well, I really... think we all do that though. Yeah. Too. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm totally self-aware. I'm like, Oh, inner child. She's in the darkness. I'm coming back, coming back. Yeah. I do not want to deal with this. Yeah. I feel tears that are coming close to the surface. <laughs> no, thank you. I well, know. and you know, for me yeah. too, I, I feel sometimes like I don't have time to deal with it. Yep. You know, I'm a single mom. I've got two teenage daughters. I've got logistics to navigate. I've got a podcast to record. I've got a job to fulfill. And those duties and responsibilities don't lend me the time. But I think 
um, I think we need to make the time. And if we don't, we're doing ourselves more harm than good. And that's exactly it, Shelby. If you don't make the time, it will make time for you. Mm-hmm. And for me, it came up as, you know, blacking out illnesses, weird injuries that don't even make sense. And all these signs that a, you need work, you need to work on yourself and B you keep ignoring not only the inner child who's super sad in you, but your soul is like crying out for you as well. So it's right. You're right. We never have time for this stuff. Who wants to make time to sit and cry and feel sad, but when you don't, it's coming for you and it'll be bigger. Yeah. And then you're, you're sidelined. Yeah. So I know we do it and we put it off and we just sort of like, man, I just, yeah, I don't feel like dealing with that today. And, and I get it. It's easier in a sense to go through and just sort of shove it aside and wait, but I can promise you that bringing it up and letting it out will open a different door for you. So would you be interested in connecting with our listeners to help them start their journeys in healing energetic movement and beyond? Yeah. Yeah. How would they get a hold of you? I am doing my own podcast called Searching for Self. And I'm going to be releasing that pretty soon in February. And I'm also on Instagram with my name, Krista Biglin. It's K R I S T A. B-I-G-L-I-N. And I'm on Instagram there and I'm working on a website. So that's all coming down the pipeline. But for now it's Instagram and the podcast coming out. I love it. And I feel like the universe has big things in store for you in this space. And I will be reaching out. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to help me find that little girl. Yeah. Yeah. She needs you. Oh, God, she was a wild, wild child, that one. Why old? Yes. She has plenty to say. (laughs) Thank you so much, Krista. It's been such a gift having you on today. And thank you for being willing to share your journey with us. It's been such a tremendous uh, joy to have you. An inspiration for sure. An inspiration for sure. To do the work. Yeah. Do the work, do the work, do the work. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking with you guys. It was beautiful. Thank you to our guest today, Krista Biglin, who reminds us of a few key messages. Number one, it takes time, time to learn how to slow down, time to learn how to rest. Be patient. Number two, no one knows you like you know you and sometimes the only way to heal is to go within. Three, sometimes past traumas just get stuck somewhere in our bodies and we just need to do something to move that negative energy. Four, listen to what the universe and your body is trying to tell you. Five, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and prioritize your own health so that you can be your best self. Six, we are responsible for our own happiness and we've got to do the work to heal and to elevate ourselves to higher vibration living. 
Thank you so much for listening today. And please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think and what topics interest you. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Dear Midlife. 